summer i don't like this cassandra eldritch Demi- she's singing to save her family demi moore has such a raspy low voice it doesn't sound like she's the a whole damn world's coming down on you she is great in this is she she's got the two different songs there's the one where she's lonely singing by herself because hoops stood her up yeah and then the end song when the, like the maids from her grandparents house are there singing with her she's the worst part of this movie oh god i hate you so much <laughs> all right so well this band's not very good cassandra eldritch at the do drop in she's wearing like joseph and the Technicolor dream coat amount of like overcoats. What are you talking about? She's like looks like a wizard. And it's her singing. Terribly, yes. It's super synthy. <laughs> I'll sing so so sad. This, this should have been your first pick. Hoops isn't here. I'm so sad. Moving on. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, do you know what our episode is about today? Bands. Bands. You know what is a fictional band versus a real band? No. One is not real. Okay. One is real. Oh. No. Do you know what's not fictional? Sonic Loans. They're real. They are. It I seems, hope so. It seems like a dream, but it's not a dream. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Right now is the absolute best time for you to reach out to Sonic Loans and look into getting a new mortgage. Whether you're buying a house or refinancing, 15-year, 30-year, fixed adjustable, you got to make sure that you have the right group. Sonic Loans, Charlie and his team, you got to call them, tell them the buzz of the tower sent you. So I want you to make sure that you reach out to them, sonicloans.com, tell Charlie and the team that you heard about them on Buzz in the Tower, get the mortgage you deserve so that you're not a fictional band. Cue the guitar solo. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com and for a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Max, when you talk about fictional bands, the first thing I think of is copyright, law, infringement, lawsuits. Yeah, how do they get around that stuff? Don't know. Yeah. But you know who does? Bolton Legal Group. If you've got a fictional band that resembles a real band and you're worried about being sued, <laughs> talk to Ian and his team immediately. Reach out to them. I mean, it's it's really reassuring when you know that someone's messing with you, that you have a, like legal. It's like you and your dad. Yeah. You, except well, no, you, when you I was in jail the like, other day, I called Ian. I got right you out. You were in jail. I want to talk about it. Okay. When you reach out to them, tell them that Buzz of the Tower sent you. They will take care of your needs. They are aggressive, efficient. They work in everything from real estate law, bird law, you always copyright always infringement sunny. law, business law. So please reach out to Ian and tell them that we sent you and congratulations on your first step to the right decision today's episode favorite fictional movie bands who can forget marty mcfly's audition with his band the pinheads great riffs solid drums strong stage presence to think that one judge had the audacity to say they were too damn loud And how about that country club 20-piece band that played at Bushwood? All it took was Al Cervic asking Ringo to play something hot, flash a few singles, and boom, rock and roll. Our favorite 80s movies are filled with fictional bands that made our toes tap, and it's about time that we show them some respect. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll pay tribute to the musical magic of bands as make-believe as the films they appear in. I'm Mo S. Shapiro Esquire. And I'm Max Maxwell Sanders. And we're, we're Wild, Wild Stallions. Stallions! Hi. Hi. <laughs> you yelled at me for using the word salutations. But you just used it. I just told you not to use it, and you're using it. Well, I didn't use it first. Max, welcome to the show. Greetings. Greetings. Yeah. Hi. Me, I'm, Max. I wanted, like, a tagline. I thought that was, like, my thing. Is that your thing? Salutation Sanders. Yeah, that works. I hate but you so much. I guess you don't like it. I don't. I can pull anything I want out anytime. I'm going to start editing it out. You keep doing <laughs> it. I'll just edit it out. You're going to make me sound like Cro-Magnum. <laughs> Max saw, likes saw, this. Saw. <laughs> I'm going to cut the allutation. It'll just be saw. Welcome to the show, Max. Saw. That's weird. Hey, I promised uh, in pre-production that I'd bring this up, but you're the tally of the show. Your towel. Your dear towel. <laughs> it's the melody um, um, of Funkatown. Um, um, what'd you just say? It's the melody of Funkatown. Oh. What are we doing? <laughs> Bands. Bands. Oh, Max, welcome to the show. If you have not already, to our faithful listeners, please check us out on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Follow us, like us, love us, be one with us. Give us hugs. Hugs are good. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed. You can leave a review, some stars. Lots Same of nice ones lately. Spotify, yeah, a ton of great ones. And in general, I think the lesson to be learned here is if you're not subscribed on whatever podcast player you're using, get subscribed. Just That's what that the cool button. kids are doing. Yeah. That's what the real cool kids are doing. Today, we're talking music, Max. <laughs> yeah, cha, man. Cha, 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 <laughs> Flanders cha, cha. parents. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried nothing and we're fresh out of ideas, man. <laughs> the beatniks, I love it. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. I love that his parents were beatniks. That's that's the best. And then his doodliness is swearing. Um, Italy, doodle. All right, Max. Good episode today. I'm excited about it. Was this one my idea? This it is. is my idea. You're the yeah. music man. I am the music man. Sing me a song, Mr. Sanders man. Did you ever, were you ever in chorus or playing a music? Saxophone. I played, really? I played the Bill Clinton saxophone. Really? Were you I good? Uh, I don't remember if I was any good. I was okay. Okay. Do you have it still? No. Oh. I played in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then it went bye-bye. I used to play guitar like 
recreationally. I wasn't like into it. College frat parties with your shirt off? Big time. This is Wonderwall. I wish you would step back from ledge mine. That's not Wonderwall. I know, that's Jumper. That's not Oasis either. That's Jumper. That's uh, Third Eye Blind. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's not Oasis or Wonderwall. Yeah, no, I was thinking of another song that people generically sing. Yeah, that's a fair one. I I was, uh, I I loved playing guitar. I just, to be good at it, you have to commit a lot of time to it. And you know how I'm about committing time to stuff. Yeah, I took lessons with uh, one of my friends. For guitar? Yeah. But you are the, like, you have no rhythm. I mean, that's. Yeah, he, he gave up like a month. Yeah. And I, I was paying him. Did he kill himself? <laughs> no, I'm, I saw him in Electric Forest like two Is years he okay? later. He seems fine. Right. <laughs> I'm such a not nice person to you. In addition to everything I said before, make sure that if you are not a patron, if you're not a co-pilot, go check out patreon.com slash buzz in the tower for pennies on the day. You can become a part of the most exclusive members only jacket club ever. It's really we fun. Need, we need our own members-only jackets. That'd be cool. I think people would be really into that. Yeah, I'd be down. Good. Well, let's do it. Check us out on Patreon. Make sure that you pick your level of donation to be a part of the Cool Kids Club. And if you were on Patreon, you would have had early access to this episode and given input. I'd like to read some input, if I may, from some of the people input. who listen. Input. Hold on one second. So I'm going to give you a couple. I don't want to give you ones that you and I picked. So Yeah, stay away from mine. I will. Um Edwin Pratt, who is super active on our Patreon, he's fantastic. We're going to be in his fantasy football league. I know. That's, I've, you've been talking about it nonstop, and I've been so noncommittal, but I can always let you ride with it because you're that kind of guy. Uh, a movie I've never seen, The Mystery from uh, Film Satisfaction. Have you seen that movie? No. 1988? Stumped us. I, not anything I knew. And then Chris Williams, another stud of our Patreon group. Um, Ellen Aim and the Attackers. From what? I don't know. Just said Ellen Aim and the Attack. <laughs> Sounds cool. Got to look it up. I don't know. Let's yeah. see what else we got. Hold on here. Any others? I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler alert right now for the list. I couldn't believe this wasn't on your list. What? The Cherry Bombs. Howard the Duck. I don't like overlapping. We just did an episode a couple weeks ago. So Paul Cavanaugh, of course, noted Cherry Bomb from Howard the Duck is definitely the worst. But he did note that it was on there. So that could have been one of the bands. Leah Thompson sang herself. She was great. And she learned instruments. Yeah. I, I like her, despite that movie. I love her. So today there aren't. <laughs> because of that right, movie. Just take a deep breath. There's not, there's not really a ton to this one. I mean, we took our favorite fictional bands. So the idea is. And we recast them. Yeah, we didn't. Re- no, calm down. <laughs> Jesus, Max. So we picked our favorite bands that show up in 80s movies that are not real. And we listed, each of us took five. We're going to go back and forth. I want to go first. Okay, you can go first. Um, I put them in order from my least favorite to most favorite, but this is still my top five, so they're all kind of my favorite. And with that, Max, I think we're ready to hop into it. Are you ready to start with your first favorite fictional band from an 80s movie? Yes, I am. Oh, then have at it. All right, here's my radio voice. Direct from four weeks rehearsal in Walter's Garage, Walter, Leon, Terry, and Charlie, The Definitions, Peggy Sue Got Married. I love you like I do. Max, that's a you. You are a massive fan of this. It's movie. so fun. You also ride hard for Nick Cage, so it doesn't surprise me. And this is the goofiest performance. His voice in this makes no sense. Came out in 1986. Francis Ford Coppola directed. Nick Cage's uncle. Kathleen Turner has to go back in time to her high school days from her 25 year high school reunion to kind of fix things with her husband, Nick Cage. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It just it's like an adult version of Back, Back to, to the, the Future. Future. Yeah. yeah, it does have that feel. But apparently, she and uh, Nick Cage hated each other. She had a book where she said that on set that Nick Cage got arrested twice for drunk driving and once for stealing Ooh. a dog. Oh, and he sued her, and she had to apologize and donate to the Humane Society. Really? Because <laughs> I assume it didn't happen. Yeah, she just hated him. Okay. Well, <laughs> so that's, yay for Nick Cage. I guess. That's super weird. But I mean, you have Nick Cage and you have Jim Carrey. 
in like their kind of high school college primes in like gold suits and like just slacks and like thin ties and they're doing like the doo-wop like I wonder why do I love you you know all that kind of stuff I can't sing no yeah no, not at all and he's got the blonde pompadour women are squealing you know what I mean it's like very like 50s 60s Beatles kind of thing okay it's just goofy you got it yeah. it's all yours and they, it. got, they got synchronized dances moves they do dances moves <laughs> dances that's, moves that's they move with the dancing yeah. Max for your number five pick I don't have a problem with it at all good and plus you love this movie my number five pick is gonna blow your socks off okay it's not gonna you'll just be surprised that i pick it my number five pick is uh it's one of the best bands out there i don't know if you've ever seen them live uh buckaroo bonsai and the hong kong cavaliers (laughs) (laughs) i approve This is one of those movies that it's astonishing to me who's in it. Goldblum. uh, Goldblum, Peter Weller, Lithgow. And the dude from Highlander. And and, (laughs) no, and above and beyond that. uh, Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting someone amazing. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's his face from Breaking Bad? Brian Cranston? No, the old guy who's oh, Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks. Yeah. And there's more. I'm forgetting. There's like so many people in this that you're just like, I can't. This movie is absolutely insane. It's bonkers. I just want to, I just want to quickly released in 1984. I told you Peter Weller. That's all you need to really know. In addition, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. I'm singing a song. The film centers upon the efforts of polymath Dr. Buckaroo Banzai, <laughs> a physicist, neurosurgeon, test pilot, rock star. That's a lot. That's a lot. He's got to save the world by defeating a band of interdimensional aliens called Red Electroids. Obviously. Obviously. Why'd you say bands? It's confusing. You said a band of aliens. A band of interdimensional aliens. I know, but we're talking about bands. I guess, but so it's a band of aliens. You say a group. It's not a rock off. <laughs> that's what it makes it sound like we this said This movie bands. is absolutely ridiculous. The yeah. beginning of this movie is, is he's in surgery late to the test pilot. Then he test pilot blows through a mountain and he's in an interdimensional and then he gets a little like brain stuck to his car. I I'd rewatch the whole movie cause it's been forever since I've watched it. But the music <laughs> when he's in the, he's in his show and he, they start rocking out hard. And then there's a woman crying and he stops everything. And it's like, who's crying. And then he, he is, is that quote from this movie or something else? Wherever you are, there you are. It's gotta be for something. Else. It's, so, it's gotta be for something else. But the whole, like, I have to tell anyone who's never seen this movie before, you got to watch it. It is it is vintage 80s garbage. Great Lithgow, crazy Lithgow. Uh, if you're if you're a trash panda like Max and I, no, this no, is no. one of those movies you have to watch. I will also tell you, don't fast forward through the end credits. The end credits of this movie are every member of the band doing that classic 80s music video walk where they're like all sassy walking. <laughs> Goldblum, who was dressed this way during the whole movie, dressed up as Cowboy Curtis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> That's incredible. Or Pee-wee's playhouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like power walking through the desert with like like boop, 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 like weird music in the background. So I mean how can you not love this band? The members of his band are equally <laughs> ridiculous to me. The screw from uh Shawshank Redemption, also what's his face from Highlander. Yeah. He's like one of their Krugan. bandmates and yeah. buddies. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. That's another guy in this movie that I forgot to mention. I said Highlander. Oh you did? Yeah. I, I was just ignoring you because yeah. I don't like you. That's fair. So that's my number five pick is the uh <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Goldblum, this is a vintage Goldblum, by the way, in this movie. He's great. He he has a moment where he snaps. Anytime he snaps his finger to figure out, he's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what we have to do. Life finds a way. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It came out hot. I I like it. I knew you'd like that. Very 80s. Uh, Max, what do you got for your number four pick? This might be the most 80s band I've I've picked. Uh, 
All right, I'm looking at mine. Billy Hicks and the New Breed from St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, I guess that qualifies as a band, it, right? What do you mean? They're, and the is always a band. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When has that not been one? Max, is this- Why would this not be a band? Can I ask you something? Because we talk about St. Elmo's Fire all the time. Yeah. Is this one of your favorite movies? Yeah. You really like this movie a lot. Because I never grew out of the- I mean, I just got <laughs> out of you college. you see all the degenerates and, one, and you're no. like, this is me? I'm out of college. I'm not sure what Are I'm doing. Are you Billy Hicks? <laughs> no. Do you have a saxophone? No, I don't have a wife and start fights with her boyfriend. Yet. Yeah, that was weird. The movie starts with him like he drunk drove and crashed like a car. Yeah. And they're like, cool, yeah, Billy. That's not you. That's not you. <laughs> and no one's as handsome as Rob Lowe. Yeah. And I wasn't cool in college or played rugby. Yeah, you're right. I guess not, none of this is you. No. But it could be. <laughs> <laughs> like the amalgam of their problems, maybe. Okay, so it's 1985. It's a group of friends just out of college struggle with adulthood. Hi, adulthood. Still haven't got there. I wouldn't even say you struggle. I mean, struggling, struggling, yeah, struggling would infer that you're engaged with a conversation with adulthood. You are more looking at it from a distance. Yeah, I, I enjoy the distance. It's a nice. I see the sunsets and all. But I mean, this group, it's kind of a combo platter of Springsteen, Huey Lewis and the News and In Excess. Because mm-hmm. I love that they're, they're playing at the Halloween party at St. Elmo's Bar. And Billy has this thin black headband, very 80s. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a yellow and black Batman cutoff with tight jeans and a single cross earring. The earring's very important. And the, they're so into the music that no one sings for like three and a half minutes either. It's just the saxophone that sings. It's just him on the saxophone going yeah, at you, it. You can make that thing sing. Yeah. There's nothing more 80s than saxophone solos. No, not at all. And he didn't play, you know. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It, it makes me sad, though. He didn't play. He faked the solo. Yeah. And he went to a fundraiser with Bill Clinton and Quincy Jones, and they wanted him to do the solo, thinking that he actually knows how to play. He's like, no, I'm good. Here you go. So he faked it, and apparently Bill Clinton sent him a, a letter two weeks later saying he'd love to duet with him. And he's like, oh, God, I have to tell him that, you know, that I was wasn't me. It the whole time. But Barbara Streisand told Clinton it was fake. Well, I'm glad this is it's a, it's a weird. It's a weird story. When and also the, I got to know where you get your research from. Like, I don't even know where you dig that story up. That's incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I just searched for a Google. while. Google? <laughs> Ash Jeeves, ah, actually. Good, good, yeah. good. <laughs> and don't forget, there's a double guitar in the band. Like, the guy's got, like, the double bass kind I of do. thing. Yes, I do. And it. also the drummer. Also a serious 80s thing. Also something that I forgot to mention in Buckaroo Banzai, they have a double saxophone. Have you ever seen that before? No. Yeah. At the beginning scene when they're playing, there is a guy with two saxophones in his mouth at the same time. And there's also a work? scene when, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then do you remember when Peter Weller puts his guitar down and put, takes out a trumpet, like a little shrunken trumpet? Yeah, I do remember Super that. Super weird. Sorry. Yeah. You just reminded me of both those things. Continue. <laughs> and the drummer looks like Ducky from Pretty in Pink. And it's a Halloween costume party. So I'm wondering... If he's dressed as Ducky. It's possible. Yeah. I've heard I've heard crazier things than that. Yeah. But it's a solid fourth pick. And also, I mean, this is your dream, Billy just making out with Demi Moore on top of a jukebox why while that, playing why sex. Is that, why is that my dream? You love Demi Moore in this movie. I do love her in this because she's a hot mess. <laughs> it's fair. It's my you got dream. really offended. Well, I just couldn't remember why. I'm like, what well, is because I have a saxophone fetish? I'm like, no, he's right. I, I do. She's my my favorite Demi Moore is St. Elmo's Fire Demi Moore. It says a lot about me. I've yeah, Jane, man. Yeah, that's no, what it says about me. I know. You're yeah, shame on me. Shame on me because I I forgot go back a few episodes when you told me that you're into anatomically human otters. That's your thing. Yeah, and if an otter was uh, the Howard the Duck. Hey, if there's otter, an anime out there, I'll take Jesus it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, are we ready to go to me now? Yeah. I don't think you've ever seen this movie. And I rarely say that because you're usually pretty uh, honed in on all films. Max, give me the bar busters from the movie Light of Day. Anyone want to rock and roll? Well, let's go. One, two, rock, two, 
are those words that you said? <laughs> you have no idea. Sounds like Roadhouse in Space. I'm kind of excited that you have no idea what this movie is about because when I tell you what it's about, you're going to be like, how have I never seen this? So this film came out in 1987. Okay. Starring, you ready? Michael J. Fox and Joan Jett. What? <laughs> That's cool. Right? Yeah. Brother and sister. Okay. That, that they, they, in this movie, they play brother and sister, uh, Joe Raznick and Patty Raznick. A pair of siblings must choose whether to pursue their dream of touring with their rock band or support their family and stay in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this movie's pure rock and roll. Yeah. The whole movie. So this. Are they like rock stars or? Well, then the bass player in this movie, Michael McKean. No way. Yeah. That's the bass player. And their roadie is someone who you'd know whose name is totally escaping me, unfortunately, but he's in a ton of crap. Like he's always like the young, dumb kid. Remember in some kind of wonderful when she um, Watts is trying to like get that guy to pretend that it's her boyfriend. I think that's the same actor, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on any of that. So what kind of music is it? Rock. It's rock. It's Joan Jett to the core. Yeah. And not only is it Joan Jett to the core, it's such a rock and roll movie. Joan Jett has a son. It's probably three or four years old, maybe five years old. Single mother. She hates her mother, who is this like traditional Catholic religious woman. And Michael J. Fox, her brother, plays the role of kind of the negotiator between the two of them. And it's about touring. It's about the music. They work at factories in Ohio. It's got that Michigan, Ohio working on the line. Did this bomb? Like, why is it? It's not part of the pop culture vernacular. It's worth watching. And it has a really nice tied in a sweet bow ending. Yeah. The mom gets cancer and dies, but they reconcile before she passes away. And, then, and they have one, <laughs> I know, right. And then they have like one last show together, but there's, there's more to it than that, that I love. Unlike back to the future when the guitar was dubbed and the singing was dubbed in this movie, it's Michael J. Fox, both playing guitar and singing. Is he slaying it? He's killing it. Can he sing? Uh, yeah, you need to watch this movie. Okay. So that's my band, the bar busters, which I also like the name of it. Bar busters. So that mean they bust into the bars or they destroy the bars after they play? What it means is they're called the bar busters. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Okay. Uh, she joins another band called like Huns, H-U-N-Z-Z, maybe two Zs. Yeah. But she comes back to the bar busters. I actually thought Joan Jett was good in this too. Uh, you know, a lot of times when musicians go into acting, it doesn't, it doesn't land. Mm. So put it on your watch list, something for you to watch. Those first two, Buckaroo and Light of Day. Yeah. They're my five and four pick for a reason. We get into the thick of the good stuff on three, two, and one. Yeah, that's fair. All right. What do you got for your next one? So this reminded me of something. Me and my friend, a boss. You know a boss. I know a boss. Yeah. Talented artist. <laughs> we used to make band names up. we say, thank you, we are, and we'd say the band name. Yeah. And I have a whole list of them, and I just want to read a few of them off. Is that cool? Sure, I guess. So. <laughs> this is not going to be good. <laughs> have you checked to make sure these are appropriate? I'm going to have to go through them, but All let's right. see. Uh, <clears throat> Cran banter. Uh... No, I can't say that. Uh, liquid butter sauce. <laughs> liquid uh, butter sauce is good. Pronounced eyebrows. Ham flavored taxi cologne. On and off car accident. Deep fried water. Penguins feathers per square inch. Lateral appreciation. Uh, kind of pregnant. Because you could be like, thank you. We are kind of pregnant. That's the first one you've said that I like. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. This seems like it's a really funny inside joke that just isn't playing well on well, the radio. Like, imagine if your band was called Not Fantastic. So you'd be like, thank you. We are not fantastic. <laughs> That's really good, too. Why did you lead with, like, five that aren't very good? Danger Noodles. That, that's another one that I don't get. Okay. Um, not fantastic. Thank you. We are not fantastic. <laughs> Emotionally North Korea. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> Virtual Pants. That's good. Uh, let's see. All right, come oh, on. God. Wrap it up. Wrap okay, it up. Fine, come fine, on, fine. Jesus. Let me get a good This is why we don't let you go on a hard right turn. Uh, Give me a good one to end. Without legs. 
<laughs> Thank you. We, we are, are without legs. legs. All right. <laughs> tell you, me you're so not you gonna use strong. You ended strong. You're gonna tell your kids this game, and they're gonna like love it. They're gonna do it all oh, the yeah, time. I know. We'll see. All right, you're up. What do you got well, for your next? Were, what you got for your next group? You should form a partridge band. With what do you? What do you got they for your sing. next group? Come on. Oh we, oh we, oh. Do it. I'm here. Come yeah. on. Morse day and the time from Purple Rain. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the time. I won't see you no more. Tell me now we're ready. Another movie that you just love so much. Prince Rules. I'm not, I, you know, you know how I feel about this. It's an uh, hour and a half music video. I'm going to sit back and be quiet. I'm not a big Prince fan and I don't love this movie. 1980. Oh God. I know. I'm sorry. So Do you I'm hate sorry. the color purple? Is it because of your Minnesota Viking hatred? No, but that's because he loves the Vikings. I know because he's from Minnesota. Yeah. I, that I know. Everybody okay. knows. Yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> Even I know that about Prince. 1984. Prince is tormented by an abusive situation at home, must contend with a rival singer, a burgeoning romance, and his own dissatisfied band as a star begins to rise. Now, most people pick Prince's band, the kids' band in this one. I like the rival band, Morris Day and the Time. Is that a real band or is it fictional? Yeah, I think they're real. So you didn't follow the instructions for this episode? I wasn't sure they were real, and I looked it up a minute ago. So they're not continue with your but, dis- but disqualified no one, no, answer. No one. They're like a mid-level Minnesota yeah, band. Yeah, that's no, cool. I pick Michael J. Fox singing in a band, and you pick a Joan Jett's band. real. She wasn't Joan Jett on that movie. She was someone else. Did they release an album with those songs? Yes. Then that's a real band. <laughs> that's not fair. Chief. That's not fair. <laughs> I Wow. Continue. Oh, cool. So you're, you're so happy that you want an argument that you can't even focus <laughs> nope. right now? It's good. So that's my pick. <laughs> I'm done. Mailing it in for the day. So, I mean, Morris just has this arrogance to him. He's wearing, like, gold suits. He has his guy, Jerome, with the mirror. And he has, like, just the set dance moves. And it's just very, like, 80s funk. He's got, like, kind of the Jerry curl. He's over-emotional. He's overconfident. And I don't know. This is what I kind of pictured for the fun artist. Like, Prince is tortured and having, like, a he's trying to, like, come to fruition with his talent and actually, like, mesh with his band members. Morris already got it. Morris is like, I'm the talent. I'm going to have fun. And you're all going to come along with me. So I just, I just enjoy it every time they're on stage. It's just fun. All right. Well, Max, I, I don't have much to add. As you know, I have uh, only watched Purple Rain one time, probably 15 years ago. I won't watch it again. I'm not a huge fan. You know, Prince's dad is the uh, main evil guy from Half Baked. Candy makes you dandy. Really? Yeah. I did not know that was Prince's dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not Prince's Doctor real dad. says I need a backyotomy. <laughs> it's not his real. It's dad in this oh, movie. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I want to talk to Samson. Fly, Fly me to, to the, the moon. moon. Sometimes it's hard being young, black, and gifted. I just want to get lifted. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I love that movie. I can't help it. Oh, quick question. Quick answer. Do the Fat Boys count as a band? Yes. Oh, man. Well, but they're also a real band. Were you going to do something from Disorderlies? No, from uh, Crush Groove. Oh, yeah. Is Disorderlies 80s or 90s? I don't know. I need to check You that. need to check that yeah, because yeah. that's a movie that we surprisingly have not talked a lot I, about. Yeah, I know. What do you got? 1987. Oh, man. I want to watch that tonight. Put that on the list. Watching the Fat Boys in Fast Time eat at like a buffet is incredible. I love Disorderlies. That's a great movie. I don't know that this band in the movie was given a name. 
I don't think I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost actually a no name band. I think I'm, I'm almost 100 sure that it's a no name band. But I will sing one line of it, and you'll know exactly. Jim what it Dandy is. to the rescue. Nope, that's the Jim. That's a real band. Okay, yeah, that I was thinking about. Wanted yeah. to do that from uh, Overboard, Overboard yeah. but that's actually their band and their music, so I couldn't do it because I followed instructions, Max, unlike <laughs> you. Uh, but I'll give you one clue. You ready? Okay. Oh, I still believe Tim, Tim, Tim Capello, our boy. The Lost Boys. Yeah. How could you? How could you not put Tim Capello on your list? Twelve seconds. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all anybody needed. That twelve seconds of saxophone changed his life, changed our lives. The Lost Boys, Max, a little flick uh, that we happen to enjoy from 1987. Which, by the way, can we talk for a minute before I even get into anything? The insane fact that I sent you the other day. This is one of the craziest things. I, I can't believe I didn't know this. In The Exorcist, the nineteen late 1970s movie, The Exorcist. Have you seen that movie, by the way? No. Terrifying. It's yeah. up there on my five That's the girl movies. vomit. Like, yeah. Your mother or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Father Damien is played by an actor, Jason Miller. Jason Miller's son is Jason Patrick, who plays Michael in The Lost Boys. That's so freaking Mind cool. Mind blown. Yeah. So this is a Joel Schumacher flick. Of course, has one of our favorite Corys in it and Diane Weist. It's our second Schumacher flick. Who was the first one? Uh, St. Elmo's. That's right. Yeah. You're right. And our third saxophonist. Oh, we are doing a lot of sax today. <laughs> 1987, The Lost Boys. This movie's about a mother and her two sons who moved to a small coast town in California. The town is plagued by bikers and some mysterious deaths. Sexy vampires. Yes, Max. Are you happy you got to say that? I know you've been itching to say that. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so... I know he only has 15 seconds of saxophone covered in grease and just jacked and wearing a cod piece. Yeah, but, but Tim Capello. That's all you need. That's all I need. This to me is my favorite. I, I don't, he doesn't have a band name in this movie, but I'm just going to say sexy saxophone player. Yeah. That's the name of the band. And when he gets up there and he's Gyrates. just like, oh, I still believe. Also, on a personal note, you and I have met him. He's the nicest guy in the world. He is. Like literally the nicest guy in the he's world. He's so sweet. So sweet. So And, and we, we've seen him live. And he, he goes right Bucket into list, buddy. Bucket yeah. list. <laughs> and he loves this movie and like what it did for him. He's not ashamed at all to no. embrace like his celebrity and why it is. Even though he's got an amazing resume. I yeah. mean, he toured with Tina Turner. I mean, he's amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So yes. that's my pick. And that puts us both three movies in, correct? Yep. Then it's time to take a break and hear some words from our sponsors. Buzz in the Towers also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. When I have my fake band and it's going to be a garage band and it's going to be called Mo and the Moes, you like that? No, it's, it's terrible. Redundant. Very, very uncreative. Mo and the Lawns. Mo and the Lawns. That's pretty Mo good. Mo and the Lawns. <laughs> I'm good. so embarrassed that you came up with something that well. When I have, I'm going to need a garage. Yeah. And how do you get a garage? You get with the right real estate agent and the right group, and they find the house that fits your needs. Dolby Real Estate, that's what they do. They sit down with you. They learn what you're into. They're there to make sure that your next house has a recording studio. A doublier. A doublier. <laughs> <laughs> Simon and his team, the best out there. You, if you're in Southeast Michigan, anywhere in Michigan, anywhere in the United States, reach out to them. Four hundred million in sales last year. I mean, that's just crazy to me, right? A thousand homes sold. 
They've got the best marketers. They've got the best agents. Reach out today and get into your forever home. Oh man, I'm excited for our last two. Are these your like prime ones? They're just really, it's just fun. This is a fun episode because these are totally, when I watch movies and I get like a little bit geeked hearing these and they're small performances, not like that big of a deal, but I do love them. Yeah. Fans are fun. What do you got? They bring energy. What do you got, big guy? I'm going to turn it up to 11. This is Spinal Tap. That's a great pick. It's so fun. It's a great pick. It started the mockumentary uh, genre, really. It did. Uh, well, uh, Airplane, I guess. Is this your favorite Rob Reiner film? No. Stand by me. Princess Bride? Oh, God. He's got so many <laughs> bangers. He does. And we haven't even gotten in, like, there's more recent ones, too, that are incredible. Yeah. He's just a great director. And so when Harry Met Sally? Uh, you like that movie a lot more than I do. Why don't you like that? Do you I like- don't dislike it, but I'm just, I've never been, I'm not a huge uh, Bill, uh, Bill, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal guy. I, he's you quoted funny him from Princess Bride the, all- because he's a minor role in that. He's yeah. absolutely hysterical, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. As Miracle Max, he's incredible. All right. Carrying a movie with the exception of City Slickers. I've never been like into anything he does. Eh, I guess so. Yeah. What do you know? 1984, it's a mockumentary on one of England's loudest bands, and it's chronicled as they go on a fateful tour. It's so funny and stupid. Yeah, before and, The Office, before yeah. Waiting for Guffman, before Best in Show. Yeah, I mean, the guys that do this end up being improv players for like the next 20 years. Yeah. I mean, like you just said, Michael McKean, who was in the Joan Hart movie, or yeah. Joan Jett movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The bass player. He's playing David St. Hubbins. Christopher Guest, who's married to freaking Jamie Lee Curtis, is playing Nigel Tufnell. And Harry Shearer, who does the voice of Homer Simpson, Oh, I know. Yeah, plays Derek Smalls. Yeah. And they play their own instruments, which is awesome. And they made these songs just for the movie. And they're really good songs, actually. You can see this being like an 80s rock band. I wonder what it did on the charts. I'm sure they released it as an album. I'm kind of curious how it did on the charts. Yeah, I have no idea. I have to find, dig that up. Yeah. But you get the epic stage showmanship. I mean, the little small stone hinge. Everything, the detail, the the comedic timing. I I would make a case that this is one of the best comedic timing. This to me feels like Monty Python, but the next evolution of Monty Python. Yeah. I can it's, see like, that. it's like a more globally accepted because people who love Monty Python are in like a pocket. Not I hate, everybody, I hate Monty Python. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Not everybody <laughs> digs it, but if you love it, you, you'll die for it. Like yeah. My cousin David loves Monty Python. Like he'll live and die by it. Yeah. And also, I mean like Led Zeppelin, Queen, Judas Priest, ACDC, Hendrix, you get like little tips of the hat of all absolutely, those. Absolutely. It's just so much fun. And uh, hello, Cleveland and <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> My favorite uh, fact from this movie, Ozzy Osbourne watched this and didn't realize it was a mockumentary. Oh, that's you so thought funny. they were real well, bad. Well, is that because <laughs> of how good a job they did or because of Ozzy Osbourne? Well, I mean, a little bit of both. I mean, that's all I got. All right, good. That's all you need. Well, it's only, you know, this movie's only an hour and 21 minutes. It's a tight hour 20. It is. You love a good tight hour 20. It's a great pick. Yep. Uh, and that is your second to last one, right? Yes, it was. Oh, what order do I want to put this last one in or second to last one in? I know what your last one is. Maybe. You might know what my last one is. I a thousand percent know. All right. I'm going to go second to last one. Give me the uh, the musical melodies of Cassandra from One Crazy Summer. I don't 
don't like this. Cassandra Eldridge, come on. Demi, she's, Demi, she's singing to save her family. Demi Moore has such a raspy, low voice. It doesn't sound like she's the she whole damn world's coming down on you. <laughs> she's, she sounds like she's smoked a pack a day for dude, 50 years. Dude, she is great in this. Is she? She is. She's kind of a. I don't no, know. No, stop it. You gotta, we gotta go back. She's got the two different songs. There's the one where she's lonely singing by herself because Hoops stood her up. Yeah. And then the end song when the, like the maids from her grandparents' house are there singing with her. She's the worst part of this movie. Oh, God. I hate you so much. <laughs> All right. So this movie is One Crazy Summer, 1986. We've got John Cusack, Demi Moore, and of course, Sloth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Come on. In pink hair. Yeah, he's great. Um, this movie... <laughs> We talk a lot about this movie. Um, We did a whole episode. I know. I know, right? Basically, a bunch of friends head to Nantucket for the summer. They pick up Cassandra on the way, and they work together to stop the Beckerstack Estates. Did I pronounce that right? Perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. Stork Brothers. Stork Brothers. They try to stop them from a a land development that's going to get rid of her grandparents' house. Lobsters. Yeah, lobsters. Lots of... Ted! Teddy! (laughs) Teddy! Crossbows. Don't touch my car <laughs> you're gonna have to get a real job no no daddy <laughs> friendship that's, that's the real bet <laughs> that's my favorite like that's my favorite gene hackman hitting his chest in the uh in the re- the replaceables or the what is what's this called the, the football replace- movie. The, the replace the replaceables <laughs> the expendables you know that's my moment like the gene hackman, when apart. his grandpa's like friendship teddy that's the real investment <laughs> tango and cash cash and tango you really got off kilter i'm sorry well this band's not very good Good. Cassandra Eldritch at the do drop in. I'd pay any amount to go watch that charity benefit. She's wearing like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat <laughs> amount of like overcoats. What are you talking about? She's like looks like a wizard. <laughs> oh, it's the beach. Why she's so like don't don't ruin, ruining this for me. She's great. She's I, and it's her singing and it's her playing guitar maybe, but it's her singing for sure. Terribly, yes. I just can't remember the first song. Hold on, let me pull, can I pull the no! first song. Give me a second. It's super synthy, and there, it's just like there's like a keyboard. It's like do 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 do, and she's like I'll sing so so sad. This, this should have been your first pick. Hoops isn't here. I'm so sad. Moving on. But I'm at the do drop in. He's but like I'm the still so sad, so sad. It's not great. <laughs> you jerk. All right, Max. It takes you to your last one. What do you got? I want my sunglasses on. Blues Brothers. One, two, one, two, three, four. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them. Good pick. It's the best pick. Which song? Night. Wait, I didn't have to pick a song. I'm just asking. Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, at the good. end. It's freaking awesome. Hotty, hotty, hotty ho. 1980. Elwood and Jake Blues have days to reunite their band to save the Catholic home where they were raised. It's just. I mean, it's a great Chicago movie too. It's just like it's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What Woo! a cool, what a cool car too. You know, my dad loved this movie. Because it's cool. I like this movie. I just have never, like, loved it. It's gr- I love Carrie uh, Fisher. Fisher is a, is a crazy hilarious. ex-girlfriend. A crazy ex-girlfriend. She's great in this. <laughs> so you got to remember. And John Candy's great in this, too. Orange Whip. Orange, orange Whip. Orange, 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 orange Whips. 
But you got to remember, like, all music is encompassed in this. Basically, they go to the church, so they do oh, gospel. Yeah, Aretha Franklin. Aretha yeah, Franklin. Yeah. They do the uh, the country show yep. where the, you know, the roadhouse where they yeah. get stuff thrown at them kind of roadhouse. stuff. Roadhouse. <laughs> and at the end, they oh have- Oh, my God. Why didn't we pick What's-His-Face from Roadhouse? Well, he's a real musician. Yes, he is. But he's that's not in the movie. It's not his band, is it? No, he actually plays a character. But I thought about that. We've talked uh, about Roadhouse a ton oh, lately. Max, I think we screwed up. No, no, I thought about it. I don't know. I, I don't like talking about the same All right, movies. Okay, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Get back to Blues Brothers. Yeah, I mean, they're just wearing the suits. They're just cool. They're just fun. All right. And like, they're just kind of emotionless until they get on stage and then they explode. All right. You don't Fair like enough. You don't like no, the Blues Brothers. No, you're good. That's, you ended on a strong one. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Before I end, I want to give you a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Wild Stallions, which we mentioned in the intro. I can't believe you didn't. I, from Okay, but you're going from Bill and Ted 1. You don't hear them very much. You don't hear them very much. Um, So I don't know that you could have done them. Could you have done the pinheads from Back to the Future? Of course you could have. There's a reason I didn't. We'll get back to that. The the Caddyshack Bushwood Band. If you watch that band, if you go back and watch the scene where Al Cervic is in there and they're having dinner, he throws a bunch of cash at him to pick the music up. Yeah. There is like a, a guitar player with like long, poofy Afro hair mm-hmm. who's like, he's jamming. Everybody else is your traditional like brass band, but he's he's rocking pretty hard. Oingo Boingo from Back to School. That's really good. Danny Elfman, man. Before yeah. he was scoring Batman. Batman. Yeah. Batman, you say. Welcome to Danny Elfman. <laughs> no. Great for the Bane voice. What about Adventures in Babies? Thing. Thought about it. Yeah. Thought about it. But I, I've been going a little heavy on shoe recently. So I thought maybe you I can't go heavy on shoe. So fair. <laughs> I love our fans of the show who are sending you like shoe, <laughs> shoe related <Erotica>. images. <laughs> oh, shoe, erotic shoe every day. You're getting a new picture from someone like, here's a picture of Elizabeth's shoe in laundry. Yeah. Send it to Mo. <laughs> Thank God you don't yeah. ever do that. <laughs> All right. So those are kind of some honorable mentions. Did you have any honorable mentions? Uh, Streets of Fire, Diane Lane. That's a fair one. Why yeah. did you go with that one? Uh, I don't know. I don't really like Street the Fire that much, but the band's cool. Good talk. Good talk, man. <laughs> Tough Turf. Robert Dan- Downey Jr. is like a punk rocker uh, drummer. It's pretty cool. You haven't seen it yet. Good. No, good stuff, man. Yeah. Max, are you ready for the final one of the Oh, show? Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one. They're abandoned one. They're not abandoned one. Yeah, they are. At the end. Yeah, the- you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Why did I forget the that? The violin solo. You're right. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah how did i forget that i don't know we what just, song are they singing i mean it's, it's Lam- not vote it's, no one no it's lamar it's like we're here to say that this 80s rap and nerds are okay <laughs> like that kind of thing that's really good max yeah yeah we could have done that too all right i'm happy with what we picked are you ready for the final one yep all right i'm gonna give you just a clue i won't even tell you what the song or what the group is or anything else you ready chuck chuck it's marvin your cousin marvin barry you know that new sound you're looking for well, listen to this. Max, give me Marvin Berry and the Starlights, Back to the Future. That's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Hey, man, the dance is over. Unless uh, you know somebody else that can play the guitar. This is for all you lovers out there. Angel, Earth Angel, won't you be mine? And when he does a guitar solo, it's like the coolest rock moment in the 80s, probably. A little Johnny be good? Yeah. But down in Louisiana, down in New Orleans, (laughs) way back up in the woods around the evergreens. And the metal stuff, too, is really cool. Yeah. 
Your kids your, are going to love, gonna love it. it. <laughs> it's the best. That, I think that's the best. Like if you're bombing at a as a band, you just say that. <laughs> Pretend that you're from the future. <laughs> that's amazing. We should do that on the show. Yeah. This episode is your that kids great, are going to love your it. Kids are going to love. Well, we're a retro show. Thank you. We are no legs. <laughs> uh, so everything about this is great to me, right? Yeah. The fact that they, they're like, oh, we don't want to mess in it with any reefer heads and they're just so cool and it's such a tip and homage, if you will, to uh, the influence of African-American music in that time and the and the jazz transition to rock and roll. Yep. And I, I love everything about this. I love when Family Guy, uh, when Brian is like, hey, it's your cousin, Rick oh, Astley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does like <laughs> the, the, the tip of the hat to that. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie and they're great as a, mu- as a music group. Granted, Michael J. Fox, is not actually singing or playing guitar. He learned how though, right? To yeah. the song. But yeah. this is for sure my ultimate number one favorite fictional band is uh, is this band. There's cool. just he hurts his hand yeah. and then he's got to go in there and sing and play and blah blah blah. And you know what I'm saying? Well done. I knew you'd like it, Max. Marvin, Marvin Barry, and the Starlights, <laughs> Starlighters, Starlighters. It's a good name. You like that because the lighters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Took me a minute. Do you remember the name of the dance they're at? Uh, Sadie Hawkins dance. No, that's for the girls. That's the guys. Come on, Max. The enchantment under the sea dance. Oh, I should know that. You should know that. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> oh, wait. Could you have picked Sebastian? <laughs> no, he didn't have a band. <laughs> he did. And all the crustaceans. That was improv. They don't they don't practice or anything. Yeah. That's a, that's incredible improv. <laughs> all right, Max. That closes out our wonderful episode on musical fictional bands and rolls us right into the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is from the Great White North. Alberta, Canada. Alberta, Canada. Where they filmed Prey. Scott Campbell. Isn't that cool? No relation to Dan Campbell, my <laughs> favorite star of Hard Knocks and coach <laughs> of the Detroit Lions. Maybe. He's like a well-built dude. He wears cowboy hats. That's classic weird comment from Max. Scott is a huge fan of the show. Super active on Instagram, always interacting with us. Star Wars nut. Star Wars nut. And we reached out and asked him for his thoughts on his favorite fictional band from an 80s movie. Let's see what Scott had to say. Mo and Max, Scott Campbell here from Alberta, Canada. Also, Boba of Canmore. Thank you for asking me to be your guest. And I'm honored to talk about 1980s movie bands. Well, only one thing came to mind right away when you asked me this question. 1980, we've got a full tank of gas, a half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. The Blues Brothers, one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, This movie focuses about putting the band back together as they were on a mission from God. This movie, I believe, held the most car crashes ever to be seen in a movie. Uh, Also, one of my most favorite scenes is the uh, car (laughs) drive-through in the mall. This movie also holds dear to my heart as it has two Canadians in it, Dan Aykroyd and the late John Candy. Uh, And of course, you guys know that I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So a movie with Carrie Fisher with a giant rocket launcher just made my day. Um, The music is phenomenal. I still listen to it uh, probably weekly. Uh, Just love the Blues Brothers. Uh, And I think this movie even still holds up today. So again, Thank you for asking me to be your guest. Uh, love your show. Continue to do the great work. We're even listening to you up here, way up in Canada. Thank you. Yes. Great minds think alike. They do. 
It's such a cool movie. It is. And he's right about that record, or at least he was forever. I don't, I'm sure like some Fast and Furious movie has like taken the record now, but it, for, for a like very tw- long time. Uh, the Matrix 2 took it over. Really? Yeah. Are you sure about that? 100%. All right. Well, I'll fact check you later. That's yep. fine. Max uh, and Scott first. Let me thank Scott before I thank you. Awesome pick. Thank you for your wonderful fandom and for being our spotlight. And Max, I got nothing else except one thing. What? It's time to end the show. So it's, what's, what does that mean? It's time to end the show. So what are you, what are you doing? I don't know. We just got to end the show. Uh, I'm kidding. It's not time. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Follow us. Subscribe to our podcast on any platform that you're using. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Reviews, hugs, kisses, whatever you got, send it our way. If you like what you're listening to, come back for more. We're here every week. It's yeah. actually incredible that we're here every week. We haven't missed a single one. Have, you jinxy McJinxerton. What? You jinxed it. Sorry. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. The words I don't know as far as I can see. SpongeBob SquarePants. SquarePants. Max, how do you want to end this episode? Uh, Michael J. Fox guitar solo. I'm not going to let you do that. Okay. I want something better than that. Give me something, give me something better, better than a Michael J. Fox guitar better. solo? Um, I don't know. A Dan Aykroyd backflip? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Max, I'm going to finish where I left off. I'm going to pick up on my Johnny Be Good. Your kids are going to love it or what? No, no. The song. I was only in the first lyric. I stopped, I think, with uh, the Evergreens. The Evergreens, right? Max, it's my show. So if I want to sing Johnny Be Good, I'm going to sing Johnny Be Good. Go for it. Deep down in Louisiana, down in New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the Evergreens, there stood a log cabin made of earth and wood, where lived a boy named Johnny Be Good. Stop, Mo. Who never learned to read and watch so well. Marty could play the guitar just like he's ringing the bell. Go, go. Stop. Johnny, be good. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.